This isn't for your eyes. Welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Groovy Ghoulies podcast. As always, I am your host, Mr. Reese Griffiths. And as always, I am joined by Mr. David White. Hello. Um, yes, end of the year episode, which can mean only one thing. Choice cuts. Choice cuts. Kind we of. Attempt- <laughs> we attempted to do a top ten uh, on have a few we ever, times now. Have we ever done that? Have we ever actually but- managed to get a top ten out? Exactly. We've never quite managed to get a top 10 each on every subject matter. Um, So instead, we've decided to just be really lazy and instead of try and watch more stuff or be a bit more on the button, we're just going to do choice cuts. Yeah. yeah. In my defense, I did try and start watching some 2020 stuff the other day. Um, And then I realized that the thing I was watching actually came out last year. Well, that's it. I was sort of. I haven't got a. I've, I've tried to whittle down my choice cuts to three yes. for each category. Yeah, yeah. And that's not because um, we haven't got any others. No? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then I realised the three films that I picked, although I only watched them in 2020, yeah. none of them are actually released in 2020. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I don't think a lot came out this year anyway. No. You know, I think it was quite a poor year on all fronts in terms of music. As well as film and um, and games. Well, a few games came out, I guess. I didn't play any of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, this is going to be a very interesting episode, to say the least. <laughs> it's going to be a different one, isn't it? You know. Yeah, it might be a little bit on the short side, but yeah. Uh... <laughs> I mean, well, normally we'd go to the cinema together, wouldn't we? A couple of times yeah, exactly. at least in the year, you know. We'd watch whatever new horror is coming out. But this year, none of the fucking cinemas have been open. No cinema, no get-togethers, no gigs, no... Yeah, no gigs, man. It's no nothing. It's been horrid. It's been grim. But this is but, an upbeat uh, podcast and we don't want to talk about COVID. Exactly. This is a happy place, COVID-free. Exactly, yeah. This is your happy place. <laughs> poor, poor people. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, the Choice Cuts episode, to be fair, like, I've not... I've not got a lot prepared because I haven't got a lot to talk about. So I think I'm just going to, instead of doing like a top three or a top five, I'm just going to talk about some stuff that I like this year. Some stuff that I've seen, even if it came out this year, it came out last year, just sort of going to talk yep. about stuff that's been good this year. And a couple of bits exactly. did come out this year, so, yeah. That sounds roughly like what I've got down here, because I'm yeah. looking at some of this stuff and... To be fair, it sounds like something we'd normally do anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <The> choice Cuts <laughs> episode. 
But also, we got some more Instagram filler. Ooh, uh, nice. Our Instagram filler was such a success last episode <laughs> that we decided to do it again. Yeah, it's almost like it's um, a regular feature now. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, we've got potential for at least five minutes of conversation, Oof. so that's good. Five minutes conversation, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just got to fill out like 55 minutes of choice cuts then. So, yeah, let's jump into choice cuts then. Let's do it. Uh, what do you want to start with, seems as though you're a little bit... Lacking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for want of a word. Yeah, let's talk Let's talk games first, shall we? Now, games, all right, let's get the games out of the way. Yeah, I'm, again, I've not played much in the terms of releases this year. Yeah. But games I enjoyed this year. I enjoyed the shit out of Days Gone. Right. I thought that was awesome. I think I mentioned to you before that um, it's probably one of the best like 7 out of 10 games I've ever played. Yeah. In that it's not a perfect game. It's a very, I wouldn't say flawed, but it's a very um, generic sandbox game. You know, A yeah. couple of interesting features, a couple of new bits, like the horde mechanic was great. And uh, a couple of bits like that. But all in all, I thought I had a really good time with that game. It's one of the things, interestingly enough, that I've got one of the picks on my list is a game that I never thought would ever make one of my choice cuts lists. The FIFA. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's on there. And similar reason to yours, we'll get into mine shortly. Yeah. Um, I want to dip into a bit more Days Gone before I jump on, on my choices. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think with Days Gone, it's got such an engrossing story. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the gameplay is quite engaging. There are certain elements that are a little bit repetitive, but not yeah. not repetitive in the sense of collect six packages from you and take them yeah. to there. Yeah, not so many fetch it, quests and stuff. Yeah, there's not so too many of them. Um, the character development is there. Like, you mm. actually give a fuck about the dude. Yeah, that's it. Like, I've heard people complain that he's like, uh, they don't like Deacon St. John. Yeah. I thought he was great. I loved him. You know? Yeah. Great character. It's, I finished it. I've got a platinum on it. Yeah, Not so. that I'm bragging or anything. Uh, I got it. Uh, too. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on sale and it's dirt cheap. And I've considered getting it again because they've added like a new game plus a couple of other yes, modes yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, they and had those I, when I picked it up. For me to dip into a game that I've already finished and got the platinum medal for, hmm. I think says a lot for yeah, totally yeah, for the, for the quality of the game. Like yeah, definitely. So yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of that this year. Um, yeah. What else have we played? Currently playing The Outer Worlds, which again wasn't released this year, but I only bought it this year, so I'm talking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, really good. I think I mentioned to you last episode actually that um, it's kind of like a Fallout game without the budget, but yeah. that's not a slight on it. You know, it's still a great game. It's a lot of depth, a lot of sort of interesting mechanics, a lot taken from Fallout, a lot taken from a couple of other sort of first-person shooters or sci-fi. But yeah, very good game in all, all in all. Yeah, it's another one that I dipped into a little bit, yeah. um, and it felt at the time when I was playing it like not the type of game I was looking for. It's one of these yeah. ones where you're gonna sink in a hundred plus hours Easily, easy yeah. Yeah, yeah. if you wanted to like get into milk the... it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which really wasn't what I was looking for at the time. No, but it's one that I'm keen to come back and dip back into. Yeah. Yeah, it is really good. I think you mentioned last time actually how like deep it is and some of the sort of RPG mechanics in there. Yeah. It can be really sort of engaging and they make you want to come back over and over again. So yeah, been playing a lot of that. 
And I think that's about it for games for me. Yeah. Yeah. Any noteworthy games anyway. I think I picked up um, Warhammer Chaos Bane this year. And that just wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. It's in the current PlayStation January sale for like yeah, yeah. seven quid. Yeah. And I don't know if it's I'm worth thinking that, to be of to dip back into it. If you're a fiver, then maybe. I mean, it's... I love Diablo. I think I mentioned. I mentioned it. I think practically every episode. Um, <laughs> how much I like Diablo, and it's just a shit Diablo. You know, yeah. it's just boring. I want to get the platinum in it, but you got to go through the story four times with each of the four different characters. It's just oh, I hate that. I cannot be Especially asked. for someone you don't like playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just I did much. it with Diablo, but I fucking love that game. But this, they've. And if you look, <laughs> if you like, do a side by side of like the inventory screen between this and Diablo, it's exactly yeah. the same. So it's just uh, Robin, yeah. are they? Yeah, exactly. But hey, I thought about sort of picking it up because it's dirt cheap and for yeah. something to play with my uh, with the kids. Yeah. Because um, yeah. one of the games that I'm going to give an honourable mention to, right, um, <clears throat> is Minecraft Dungeons. Okay. Now I'm not one of these people that has played Minecraft. No. Um, I think I had a quick crack when it came out for the Xbox 360. Yeah. Um, when I worked in Blockbusters and I had free rentals and I had a dip, and I was just like, "What? You build stuff?" <laughs> and like, okay, I got to punch this tree to get yeah. wood, and then with that wood I can build this, and then I can get a axe, and then I can chop trees down quicker, and I can do this. Oh, fuck this! This yeah, is fucking boring. I don't get games like that to be honest. Like. Amy had um, Animal Crossing no. for the Switch for Christmas, and yeah. um, she's been like plowing it. I was into that and loving it, you know. And then she's asked yeah. me to make it make because you can have like two people on the same island or whatever. I don't really understand it. Um, yeah, you you come along, you put your tent next to mine, and then we can sort of play together and stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I did that, put my tent up, and now she's like, she's got a house and stuff like that. And I've not gone back to it since because I don't really, <laughs> I don't really understand it. I don't get the point yeah. of it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm kind of like that with uh, Minecraft as well. But Minecraft Dungeons is essentially Diablo, but Minecraft. Oh, nice. Um, And it's really straightforward. It's really simple. Yeah. Um, It's something that I've been dipping in with my son because he likes to have a crack. Mm. And I thought, I'm going to fucking hate this. (laughs) But actually, I've sort of secretly been sitting here thinking, can I get away with sneaking (laughs) a few hours in without him to level up? (laughs) Nice. Um, But yeah, no, it's, it's... if you're into that whole dungeon crawler thing yeah. and want something that's relatively light-hearted... That's on PlayStation, is it? Yeah, it's out on all platforms, I think. Nice. It's with a with a little gander. Oh, another game, actually, thinking about it, thinking about Christmas and Switch. Um, I got Mario Odyssey. Nice. So I've been playing that. I haven't finished it yet, but so far, really good. Cool. Highly recommend um, it. I, last year, we got the Switch for Christmas, mm. and... Um, it was like a gift for me and Owen. Yeah, yeah. And I've played it maybe two or three times. Oh, no. Like I really haven't touched it to be yeah. honest. Um, I guess that's I not feel like lack I should of be dipping into. Uh, it's sort of a combination. Like I've got everything I need on the PlayStation, so yeah. I haven't been dipping into the Switch that much. Like oh, um, at the moment, my oldest daughter's taken over. Yeah. Um, again, with with Animal Crossing, I've got like. <laughs> the parental thing set up so every like week i get like an email and it just tells me how many hours she's sunk into animal crossing <laughs> and i'm all like uh should i say something like step yeah. in at some point yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so well uh, she can't go anywhere or do fuck all else so yeah true. <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'll just leave her to it yeah, yeah definitely um 
But yeah, my my three game picks of the year. So going back to what we were saying earlier yeah. about Days Gone and sort of an interesting story, and yeah. although it's flawed, it's still quite a lot of fun. Um, my one of my picks first up is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Okay, I still haven't played that. Um, I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game for more than ten minutes since Assassin's Creed Two. Yeah. Um, outside of the fact that it's a Vikings game, I probably would have missed this as well. Given it a hard fucking pass, I'm not an Assassin's Creed guy in the yeah, slightest. It's, that, it's the name, isn't it? Kind of Assassin's Creed. You know what it's going to be, and you just can't be asked with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's the whole the main gripe with the sort of Assassin's Creed games is the whole animus thing where they like put you into the dream the dream the memories and they take you out and all this sort of stuff yeah i just find it very it detracts from the story a bit it like the constant pulling you in and pulling you out and all this yeah, sort yeah. of nonsense it's like no it's a fucking vikings game yeah. i want to be a viking i don't yeah. want to be i don't care about this deck i don't give a fuck life. about anything else yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just make a fucking viking game yeah um but to be fair, I've been up till like two, three o'clock in the morning because I haven't got work. Yeah. Slamming in the hours. So they still like, doing the animus myself. thing. They used to like the dickhead in the future, but then come back to the Vikings. And they've only done it once so far. Okay. Where, so at the moment, I've been pulled out once, where they like briefly explain that I'm there to find out why the world's ending. Right. Again. <laughs> for like an, another reason yeah. which I'm guessing is related to some of the other Assassin's Creed titles but they've only pulled me out once and then in the game um, when you go into the memories there's like glitches you can find yeah, where it reverts you back to the character that's employed to go into the memories and you've got essentially like a little puzzle that you solve to repair the like corrupted data file okay. Um outside of that it's like yeah i've maybe 20 minutes half hour so far of not being a viking yeah that's good um but yeah like the combat's great it doesn't weigh too much on the side of sort of being an assassin yeah like there's none of this like oh you're a viking but you've got to sneak around everywhere oh god yeah you can still do the stealth if you want, but if you don't, you can just fucking charge into places I mean, and try and batter everybody to death. You kind of can't imagine Vikings being overly stealthy anyway, to be fair. You no, know? well, that's, that's exactly it. Um, my daughter is big into her horrible histories at the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's a bit where, like, she's pointed out and she keeps pointing out the Vikings <laughs> wouldn't go hide. Vikings would be... They don't. Yeah, like, they don't sneak around. They yeah, yeah. raid. <laughs> yes, you're right. And I like to raid too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's pretty solid for what it is. Um, yeah. I definitely have checked that. Sunk quite a few hours in. So I, I, as much as I never thought an Assassin's Creed game would ever be on any of my lists. <laughs> yeah. It is there. It's up there. It's nice. one of my more enjoyable titles I've played Not this year. Your top pick, though, no. Not my top pick, no. Mm. And then in terms of my top pick, so the next two are essentially my favourite, two favourite games of the year, and I was trying mm. to decide which one I like more. Yeah. And I can't. I can't pick between the two which one I think is the better game because they are both absolutely incredible games. Okay. Um, first up, but it doesn't mean, like I just said, this isn't like a ranking. I'm just going to go... Yeah, yeah. Pick pick one and talk about it. Um, it's the Last of Us Two. Okay. 
And did, did you play The Last of Us at all? I did. I finished it. Um, really good game. Although I think I mentioned to you before, man, like I enjoyed it. It's not something I picked up straight away. I picked it up on sale on the PS4. No, late on the PS3, actually. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was good. I just I wasn't hyped for the second one, like at all. Don't know why. Just didn't really grab me, you know. Whereas I think I was the sort of opposite, and I didn't jump on the bandwagon till like on my PS4, which again was late in like the PS4's lifespan. Yeah. <clears throat> and one of the first titles I was recommended to try out, as I hadn't had a PS3 either, hmm. was The Last of Us. Yeah, so I yeah. picked up The Last of Us Remastered, and was just like, "Wow, this is amazing." Um, and then there was whispers of The Last of Us 2 coming out. Yeah. And then, of course, so I was already sort of, after playing that, still quite pumped from it. So when they started announcing 2, I was interested. You were in, like, yeah. Um, and as well as in between that, I dipped into the Uncharted games, which are also by Naughty Dog. Yeah, yeah. And I had a blast with those oh, as I well. So I, I don't like, like Unchar- the Uncharted games at all, man. I just can't no. get on them. Like, no, it's just so fucking boring. <laughs> I just yeah, I I just can't be asked with it, you know. Nathan Drake's oh, a fucking to. dickhead, and <laughs> yeah, literally he's going to like these African countries and stuff, murdering everybody there, with no repercussions at all, just to get this little bit of treasure. Fuck off, you know. <laughs> just fuck I, right I off. I like Nathan. Nathan Drake. I think he's cool. Oh, he's a twat. <laughs> no, no chance. Um. So yeah, The Last of Us Two. Eight. Oh man. Feels mega feels. Um, I can understand they got a load of backlash for a lot of um, bits and pieces to do with character deaths, yeah. tackling LGBTQ themes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but oh my god, it was amazing. Like again, a game where there's been a distinct lack of games this year for me. Where, for example, when I wake up and I'm it's the weekend, mm. I get up and I put it on. You know, I make a cup of tea, sure. I come sit down, I kick the kids off the TV, and I, I'm going to play my game. Yeah. Um, there's been a little few, far too few of those. But The Last of Us 2 was one of those. I was on it. I'd be on it for hours at a fucking time. Yeah. I'd be on it late into the evening, mm. and, oh, loved it. Nice. Um, and then my final game pick which is another one again fucking cracking story the combat was amazing um just absolutely fucking flawless um was ghost of tsushima yeah i've been meaning to pick that one up actually oh it's definitely even if you've got no interest in like the last of us 2 mm. definitely check out ghost of yeah, tsushima yeah. No, i'm done um, definitely the combat is great the fucking story is incredible it looks beautiful yeah um, yeah, it's just fucking wow. So that's, that's my my games. Sweet. Three of which you haven't played. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like I've just been really <laughs> shit with games this year. I just well with everything really. I just because I don't know. I think I've just lost all motivation to check out new things and to rather than just wallow in the familiar, you know. Yeah. Oh, big time! I know. Yeah, that's all. All I've done is, again, I might have watched, like, I think I'm currently at 388 films on my watch list this year. Yeah. But, like, 380 of them are things I've seen before. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. 
Yeah. No, definitely. Next up, what do you want to discuss next? Should we do music next? Music? Cool, let's do music then. Have you got three picks for this year? No, no. Um, I've got a couple of things I just want to shout out, really. And one album I want to talk about maybe in depth a little bit, which you probably could say is my favourite album of the year. But I've not listened to it in a while because other stuff's come out. Um, so it's not been too bad in terms of music this year. We've had a few sort of releases. Uh, Fin Troll being one of them. Uh, they're like a folk metal band, I think. Like a Swedish folk metal band. But uh, they've been around for years, man. Their new album came out, and that's really good. Um, new Napalm Death came out, which is good. It's not as good as Apex Predator, which I think has become like my sort of go-to album for... For Napalm Death. Death, nice. Yeah, but uh, the new one's good. Not as good as Apex, but still a decent entry. And what else have I been listening to? New Alpha Male Tea Party came out. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. It's not too bad. Again, not as good as the last album, but oh well, that's what it is. New Black Wing as well. That one's good. Uh, have you had a Black Wing? I don't think so. No. Uh, it's like an electronica project from the guy from Have a Nice Life. Um, right. Out on the Flenza Records. Uh, the first album, Blackwing is Doomed, is fantastic. It's um, like electronica, but not sort of, you know, house music or techno or anything like that. It's just sort of chill electronica music done in a way that's quite unique and um, a really interesting listen. So check that out if you get a chance, man. Blackwing is doomed. Really good. Yeah, cool. And oh, the right. new one's called No Moon. And that one's pretty good also, in the same sort of breath as Blackwing is doomed. But um, I've only given it a couple of listens so far, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I think my main main album of the year is going to be, and this, again, similar to the, your feelings about Assassin's Creed, it's an artist I didn't think would be on a top 10 list outside of... 2001, 2002. <laughs> but uh, Marilyn Manson's new one. Uh, yeah, I remember earlier in the year you saying you were really digging yeah, this one. Fuck, man, it's so good. It's. Um, I still have, can't bring myself to listen to it. I, I felt the same. Like, I have not been able to bring myself to listen to a Marilyn Manson album since uh, Hollywood, maybe. Yeah. You know? I think Golden Age of Grotesque came out just after that one, didn't it? Yeah. As far as I remember rightly, yeah. And that's the one sort of I just I fell off around that point. Um, but I can't. I think I saw somebody recommend it on Instagram, the new one. So I thought, oh, I'll check out a couple of tracks. Put on the first one, and fuck, man, it blew me away. It's so good for a Marilyn Manson album, you know? Yeah. But it's quite sort of Bowie esque. Right. right. But with sort of Marilyn Manson sort of patented yeah. darkness and despair. But um, Ooh, yeah, no, yeah. definitely worth checking out. It's so good. It's one of those things where, I don't know, I've, I never really got quite got into Marilyn Manson in the same way I did some other stuff. I mean, I like his hits. His hits are his hits. Like, mm. um, there's no denying that they're just that. They're hits. They're yeah. good hits. And, yeah, you might have one or two albums that are, you know, held in high regard. Brees just, he's one of those people that, I don't know, I, can't, I think I'd go watch him live yeah, yeah, yeah. for the experience. Yeah, totally. But, as a general rule, he's not somebody who usually ticks my. Uh, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I went through a big Marilyn Manson thing when I think it must be '98, and it couldn't have been long after the first album came out that I discovered that first album, yeah. and I fell in love with that. I thought that was incredible, 
and from then went on to sort of the EPs like Smells Like Children that was fucking amazing like this little CD stall in Aberdeen Market they had um, I th- it must have been a bootleg I can't remember what it was called but it had like some live recordings on there and that was just that blew me away and yeah I was just big into it up until uh, Grotesque you know and then I fell off but then this one it's not really a return to form because it's very different from the Marilyn Manson that I grew up listening to essentially yeah but it's still it's still a fantastic album and definitely worth worth your time. I might uh, might might give it a listen then. I might give yeah, it a give try. It a go, man. Yeah. You know well, what's the worst that can happen? Exactly. Yeah. How <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about you, man? Um, in terms of, again, I'm really bad at like. Usually, the way my brain works <laughs> with new releases is, um, you know, a band will release a new album and then they're touring. Yeah. So it's okay, cool. So and so is touring with the new album. Check out the new album. Um, but of course, nobody's fucking touring. So like, yeah. new albums are dropping and they're just falling by the wayside. Where yeah. like, I just forget about it. Because mm-hmm. um, again, I don't have don't have quite the same free time to listen to stuff that I used to have. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I I was trying to sort of think of albums that actually came out this year, and I was struggling a little bit. But um. There's two albums in particular that really fucking blew my socks off this year. Okay. Um, one of which was released this year, mm-hmm. so that's good. Yeah. And that's um, Idols Ultra Mono. Okay. Are you an Idols fan at all? I've or? listened to a couple of bits. Um, I think I'd need to sort of give them the time to get into them, you know what I mean? I don't think I've given them that time yet. I've listened to a couple of bits, but I've not really sort of delved deep, you know? I was of a similar ilk where I put them on and like I listened to a song or two and I was like, ah, oh, this isn't what I want right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I went back and listened to the second album, Joy is an Act of Resistance. Yeah. And listening to it from start to finish, it was just like, fucking hell, this actually is pretty good. And I listened to it a couple more times and I was like, fuck, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I got, in, I got on the right idols mindset kind of thing mm. and um, dipped into the other uh, earlier stuff, the EP and that. Um, yeah. But Ultra Mono is the new release. And when I first listened to it from start to finish, I was like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's no joy. Yeah. Uh, but then the more I listened to it, the more I was like, actually, this album is fucking bitching. Yeah, I love when that happens. <laughs> when you give give the album the time of day and then it's like, you come around to it. You know? The, the like, reward for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, it's been on like constant rotation since it's been released. Nice. Like it's not one that like I've listened to, gone, oh that's good, and then just like sort of forgot about. It's yeah. like every day, at least once a day, for the first several months after it was released, then ease off a little bit, so I don't get too fucking yeah. you don't get like overwhelmed fatigue. And, and ruin it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh my god, it's fucking bitching. Um, Except the the tours next year, they're playing Cardiff. You got tickets for that. I'm well looking forward to that. Nice. Um, the last time I got to saw them, live show was incredible. Mm. Like you know, we've been to a fair few gigs over the years, yeah, yeah. but um, that Idol show is up there in like top fucking five easy. Oh wow! It was fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. The like energy there, and like the the not just the energy of the crowd, but the energy with the band as well was yeah. something else. It was like. Nice. Fuck. Almost <laughs> yeah. um like Dillinger esque. Oh wow, yeah. Fucking stage energy where just like 
just fucking destroying stuff and just <laughs> yeah. like you know going fucking mad yeah yeah um nice. it was great uh so yeah i'm looking forward to checking that live show out this new one because they're playing they're playing the cia or the motor point arena as it's now known yeah which is a huge fucking step up mm. from the students union yeah definitely so i'm not sure whether it'll translate to somewhere quite as big yeah you know like um, way, yeah. back when we saw the gallows when they played yeah, like yeah. tj's and it was insane yeah yeah and then like next time we saw them they were on some fucking i think i saw them in newport um newport center i think it was on the yeah. taste of chaos tour and it was just not the same yeah, like no, it won't be um it's the same as like almost the same as like a festival versus a versus a smaller gig isn't it you know yeah like you see a band in the festival and it's good they're good but then the energy's not there the energy's only going to be there if it's in like a small environment packed full of people well not even packed full of people just that smaller environment makes it yeah just I that think. energy there that, yeah. That, uh, yeah no i'm well looking forward to that and the other album that blew my socks off this year was actually released in 1983, so before I was even fucking born. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Violet Femmes self-titled album. Okay. Um, this album came out of fucking nowhere for me. Mm. Um, I think I was listening to one of my Daily Mix fucking playlists on Spotify, and they played, I think it was a song called Add It Up, and... Uh, I was just like, fucking hell, this is great. Yeah. Um, checked out the artist. I was like, oh, I've heard the name loads of times, yeah, bro. Yeah. Just never, you know, checked them out. Um, so, yeah, checked out the album, listened to it in its entirety. It was just like, this is <laughs> amazing. <Yeah. laughs> um, it's a really weird one to sort of describe as well. It's mm. a sort of um, a folky, grungy, punky fucking thing it's yeah. acoustic guitars um yeah it's it's something different yeah, yeah. and i can see it not being for everybody <laughs> but um yeah definitely check it out man it's Sweet, fucking, man, yeah. it's something a bit different i i believe the every time i die <laughs> album is finished and is like ready for fucking release but i still haven't checked out the, the new tracks yet man oh they're good man yeah. they're good um the, they did the whole telethon thing, yes, um, yeah. live stream, and they played a different track off the album there. Oh, nice. Called A Wall. Yeah. And that's fucking, oh, <laughs> slamming. Nice. That was, uh, yeah, wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that was yeah. a nice treat. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm waiting for that one with eager fucking mm. ears. Yeah, man, same. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that, like, yeah. They're going to release it along with tour dates. And, yeah. Yeah. We'll be all over as usual. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cool, man. Um, in terms of uh, books, graphic novels, anything, you've got oh, any on your uh, I've been any fucking... selected choice cuts? I've been so bad this year with reading, man. I was thinking about this earlier. I think I must have read maybe three or four books this year. I've been yeah. terrible with it, you know. Like I had a couple, I had a few books for Christmas last year, and um, a couple of Schechter books, you know, true crime yeah. stuff, and a couple of Joe Hill books. I think I read one of the Joe Hills and one of the Schechters, and that's about it in terms of that. <laughs> I think I've been quite lucky in because I've had quite a lot of furlough, um, and I've been off, and the kids are off school. Yeah. So like, usually they're down 
in the where I am now in the living room with the master TV. Yeah. And I got fuck all to do. So like, all right, I'm upstairs out the way reading a book or whatever. So mm-hmm. I've managed to like plow through quite a fucking yeah, quite a few bits this year. Um. Stuff of notice, notable, you know, <clears throat> mention stuff that warrants a mention. Um, Joe R. Lansdale in general, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I managed to like knock out nine of his books this year. Nice. Um, I mean, the guy's like my go to <sighs> fucking palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah. If, if, I, if I read something and it's not particularly enjoyable, the next book is definitely a Joe Lansdale book <laughs> because every time they might not be the greatest fucking stories ever told, but they're enjoyable. The way yeah, they're yeah. written is fucking great fun. Yeah. Um, interesting characters, interesting scenarios. The guy's fucking great. Yeah. yeah. I can't get enough of him. Um, the other book that I read, which stuck with me um, quite a bit, was S. Craig Zahler's A Congregation of Jackals. Right. Um, so the dude behind, again, Bone Tomahawk, can't yeah. recommend that film a fucking enough. Yeah. Brawl in Cell Block 99, Dragged Across Concrete. He's a writer-turned-director. Um, he's got a very distinct style of storytelling where it there's never a happy ending. Yeah. It's never. <laughs> <laughs> and with the Congregation of Jackals, you've essentially got a fella who's set like back in the western days with the cowboys and he's tried he's essentially used to be a bit of a bad boy right and he's moved away from all that and he's trying to start a new life yeah and he's engaged to marry this woman and all's going to be well except some people from his past come back right and uh wreak fucking havoc and it is grim and it is brutal and it doesn't end with a happy ending <laughs> nice. um yeah it's fucking great this is the black metal drummer guy yeah yes that's it he like he's he's multi-talented he yeah, does fucking great movies fucking awesome books he does fucking black metal drumming he does like synthwave fucking projects nice. he's like yeah, yeah. the guy's insane <laughs> um and then the other thing I want to give a bit of a fucking mention to is on the sort of graphic novel front. Like, I've fallen off the what's cool and what's not cool bandwagon a long time ago, yeah. so I'm not up to date with anything. Um, but I dipped into... I quite like some of Joe Hill's novels. Yeah. Um, and he recently started doing um, another comic book series, mm. like a little horror series for DC... Mm-hmm. Um, called, you know, Hill House Comics. Yeah. And the first entry into that is A Basket Full of Heads. Okay. Is the first entry, I believe. And essentially, there's... Um, you've got your main character, who's like this sort of couple that are together mm-hmm. um, in this small town. And the father collects these antique... Um, yeah, what's the best word for it? Bits and pieces. He collects various bits and pieces, okay. antique bits and pieces, yeah. and he just happens to have a couple of weapons, one of which being this fucking axe, right? Right. So it turns out that the dad's not a very nice guy. He's a bit of a bad boy, and he's done some bad stuff, and some people come to rob the house, right? Yeah. Anyway, all hell fucking breaks loose. 
And the girl's trying to sort of defend herself while she's on her own because everybody else has sort of disappeared. Mm. And she picks up this fucking axe to defend herself and by accident chops off this guy's head. Right. Uh, well, this axe is magical. So this head is still alive yeah. despite the fact that it's no longer connected to a body. Right. So she doesn't really know what to do with it. So she puts it in this basket and then goes on this mission to try and like find the sheriff and get to the bottom of all this stuff and like find help. Except along the way, she gets involved with more people that are causing more trouble and caught up in more stuff. Yeah. And this basket essentially starts to gather more and more heads. Right. Um, but yeah, it was loads of fucking fun. <laughs> it's funny. It's not like taken too seriously. Yeah. Um, and it was just quite an interesting little little ditty for a change, rather than you know your average superhero y stuff and Yeah, sounds good, man. It was uh I'm definitely interested in checking out what else is part of this yeah. Hill House comics, that's for sure. Well Joe Hill is actually one of the authors I've actually, I've read this year. Yeah. So I finished uh, Heart Shaped Box this year. And I did start Nosferatu. Right. The one that stylized like a number plate. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm about halfway through that. It's pretty good so far. But it's I just, a chunk of that one isn't it? Yeah, Nosferatu. it's a bit of a tome like definitely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, I think the only other one that comes close is the fucking Fireman. If you read that, that's like a fucking brick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Hartree Box I quite liked. Mm, yeah, quite enjoyed that. Um, I thought it's. I think he's got a lot of interesting ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah with yeah. his stuff. Um, yeah. I, I I always pick him up to read what he's done. Mm. Um, he's definitely somebody I keep an eye on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to dip into more of his stuff after I finish Nosferatu. But again, like I've not. I've not had the the impetus to read much this year, you know. Yeah. Maybe I'll get back into it in the new year. New year, new me, and all that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what about TV? I know you've been watching a fuckload more TV than I have. Oh man, do you know what? I can't even remember what I've watched. <laughs> like, I, literally, man. Um, what have I watched this year? We watched well, obviously last... The Crown. Seen all that? Yeah, I was going to say, last episode you were <laughs> discussing about how some of the crowd yeah, was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty good. It is good. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go back into it. <laughs> <laughs> Haunting of Blind Manor. Did you check that out? No, I didn't. Um, I got it at the hill to, Haunting of Hill House. Is it Hill House? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Haunting of Hill House took us ages to fucking get through just because... Yeah. The kids and stuff, so I didn't really fucking gel with it too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I sort of avoided it. I loved Hill House. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but Blind Manor just didn't have the same impact, and the story wasn't as good. It's decent. It's worth a watch, but it's just if you liked Hill House, then this one's probably going to be a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah. Um, what else have we watched this year? Obviously, we caught up on Vikings. That was all right. So yeah, I'll leave it there for a minute, and I may come back to it to it later. I may have a quick flick through my Netflix now and see what uh, what we've watched. See anything that reminds uh, or jogs your memory. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Anything on TV? So yeah, my picks again. Um, I haven't watched much in the way of fucking TV, as you can probably tell. Three hundred eighty-eight fucking movies right, yeah, this yeah, year yeah. so far doesn't leave much in the way of room for TV. No, definitely not. Um, however, I have been watching Sopranos from the fucking start again, nice. which still, it's fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm like halfway through season five, so I got one and a half seasons to go, and I'm like slowing down on purpose because I don't want it to end. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's just, it's so fucking good. 
Um, the other thing that I watched this year, at the start of this year, is an Adult Swim animated series called Primal. I've heard of um, this, yeah. Which is, there's essentially no conversation in this film, uh, film in the series. There's no, you've got your caveman and his pet dinosaur, essentially, his pet fucking T-Rex kind of thing. Yeah. And it's their struggle to survive and going on many adventures. Yeah. Uh, it's by the same guy that did Samurai Jack. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is, where Samurai Jack was Cartoon Networks, it was tamer so he was tailored to he's always fighting robots it's robots that are getting cut up not people yeah this is like late night tv (laughs) fucking adults only absolutely fucking brutal (laughs) blood guts the fucking lot yeah um and it's it's insane how like something that has no dialogue in it and a runtime of only 20 minutes, this mm. gambit of emotions that you can get just by these images it shows, just by, yeah. like, the scenes it paints. It just goes to show you how important that, like... Like, we watch a lot of shit, and, like, yeah. we tear it apart for various reasons. Yeah. But the art of, like, creating something visually... Yeah. To make you be able to like feel using yeah. sound and sight to make you feel these emotions, yeah. And like, I the the the, the amount of emotion, <laughs> the sheer fucking joy and sorrow and sadness and fucking ah, yeah. this thing made me feel this fucking cartoon, this like twelve minutes long an episode, <laughs> greater than anything else I've watched this year. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's fucking unreal. So uh, um, you like Primal then, yeah? I fucking love Primal. <laughs> like, I want to chuck money at it. I want them to release a physical copy and I will pay for it. Yeah. Um, it's fucking great. No, definitely and I like think um, it was on all four, the app okay. you can get. I think yeah, it was yeah. on there. So, like, oh, if nice. anybody wants to check it out, yeah, definitely check it out, especially if you like animated stuff. I mean, it's fucking it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah, I just... I, I could keep creaming over this thing for like ages, but uh, nice. We'll move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other thing I watched, the last entry in this list, I almost completely fucking forgot about it. Um, was Gangs of London. Okay. So Gareth Evans, fellow Welsh lad, mm. turned Hollywood mega star director. It's his like Sky TV series mm. um, entry and. If you've seen the raid, then you have an idea of the sort of cinematography and this fighting choreography that are put together. Yeah. And these things are sort of now used to tell a story of London gangsters. Hmm. Um, or gangsters in London rather than London gangsters because there's Russians and there's freaking this, that, and the other, and all these other different gangsters. Yeah. Um, basically, the father of the London gangsters get murdered and the son in a fit of rage decides that he's going to like try and work out who it was and seek justice. So it's him trying to dodge all these bullets and like Mm. secretly gauge where the loyalties lie of all these other people. Um, It does. I got to be honest towards the end, it does get to a point where, it's almost too it goes beyond 
your sort of average bad guy and it goes a bit too far beyond. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. But the end of the, 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 the who the real bad guy was bit sort of ruined it a little bit for me. Right. Um, but the action sequences are fucking insane. Yeah. Um, fighting gunplay. The, oh, man. It's just a spectacle to behold. Mm. Um, if you're into anything remotely fucking action movie stuff related, gangster related, it's definitely worth fucking checking out. Sweet, man. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. And um, yeah, I've gone through my Netflix and I found a couple of other bits we watched this year that we particularly enjoyed. Um, have you seen Shit's Creek? No, I watched the first episode and was like, this is not for me. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I watched it from what I gather, it's, like, it's one of those ones that it gets better as it goes on yeah, and it yeah. just excelled until the end yeah, yeah. where it was it finished on a really high note. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah, yeah I haven't... Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely worth worth a watch. We watched uh, season two of The Umbrella Academy. That was all right. Pretty good. I still haven't watched either of those yet. <laughs> and we watched... Uh, I think one thing that everybody will talk about that came out, I believe it came out this year, Yeah, uh, is Tiger King. Yeah. You, you watched that, didn't you? I did watch Tiger yeah. King, yeah. It's one of those things where, like... It's just so fucking batshit insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're like, so what? mental. It's like, how can this? I actually have to be watch real? the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Where the fuck this is going? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, I never guess any sort of less crazy. Yeah, no, it just seems to it. keep on, keep going. Yeah, the, more, um, the amount of yeah. questions I have. Yeah, from that season is just ridiculous. Like, it's, uh... you run for governor. How can you like? How? <laughs> <laughs> and like he had a political advisor there and then after his political career obviously went down the toilet that political advisor was still there working for him why what was he doing there it is it, I think a lot of it is it's fucking bizarre I did after yeah. watching Tiger King go back and watch there's a Louis Theroux episode where he meets the Tiger King heard about it, yeah but it's only it's like a part of a overall episode of where he meets people that keep yeah. wild animals yeah. or exotic animals as yeah. uh, pets and even then it's like the guy's weird as fuck yeah he's, he's definitely not quite right no and Carol Baskin and her husband yeah she's definitely like, weird yeah um, she definitely fed her husband to a tiger yeah <laughs> so before we get into our top choice cut films of 2020 Let's do our new favourite segment, Instagram filler. (laughs) (laughs) So this this episode's question, uh, I asked what the worst horror movie ever was. Right. Um, What do you think is the worst horror movie you've ever seen, Dave? Oh, man. There have been so many bad ones. So many bad ones. Um... But obviously there's different classifications of bad, isn't there? You know, there's bad that's intentionally bad that you meant to take as bad, that if you didn't know was intentionally bad you'd think was a bad film. Yeah. Um and there's films with the intention of being a that were made with the intention of being a good film that turn out to be bad films. Like, for example, and I know I keep on coming back to this, but it's probably gonna be my topic for this, um, Hellraiser Deader. And I hate to keep on shitting on a film from one of my favourite franchises, but it is that <laughs> bad. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think 
again, the the sort of question is going to be a very personal question. So yes. you know, the worst horror movie ever is something that it could somebody could find something very lackluster and they just didn't get on with. Yeah, yeah. It could be something that they just weren't afraid of and thought it was fucking awful. Hmm. Um, for my choice, um, I didn't have to think too hard. I just <laughs> thought about what was the last thing I saw that was truly fucking dreadful. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, I came up with Castle Freak 2020. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, I'm um, seeing it. Yeah. It pains me to say so, no but way. Shit, I wouldn't waste your time. Fuck. If you're, like, not busting. You probably hype for uh, that as well. I, I was super stoked. I mean, yeah. Castle Freak, the uh, full moon Castle Freak, we're yeah. both big fans of. Yeah, yeah. I think we both enjoy Castle Freak. Yeah, totally, yeah. Um, this one... It just was not particularly good. They tried... Whenever there's a remake, people always try and put their own spin on it. So mm. I'll give them credit for putting their own spin on it, okay? Yeah. They changed some elements. Um, in this instance, we're not looking with a family anymore. Um, we're looking at a group of friends. Mm. And one night, the boyfriend is driving back from a party out of his off his face on various drugs and alcohol crashes the car blinds his girlfriend so right. instead of having a blind daughter we've got a blind girlfriend okay um the girlfriend inherits the castle mm-hmm. okay great um but they've added a like love craftian element to it have they tried to like ham fist too too much hp lovecraft into it not really. This sort of it's only in the last couple of minutes or so, but like, yeah, it's I don't know. It it's almost again they've they've tried to do their own thing with it. Yeah. So credit where credit's due, yeah. but at the same time, it's almost not needed. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a yeah, it's a strange fucking movie. Um, not a single one of the characters is likable, so I couldn't give a fuck when they started dying. <laughs> yeah. There's never any sense of sort of atmosphere, whereas with the the original Full Moon Castle freak... It's all atmosphere, isn't it? There's, it's very, you know... Um, and again, I think that's part of that's to do with the budget, is that, you know, they couldn't afford to have, like... The freak running around like a lunatic the entire fucking movie, so we only see bits and pieces and his skulking around and all the rest of it. Right. This was something else. Um, I didn't. Uh, if when it comes out and gets a physical release, I will no doubt pick it up. Yeah. Um, just because that's what I do. I fucking throw money at shit that I shouldn't throw money at. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but will I ever watch it again? I don't know. Right. Um. There's a whole post-credit scene as well, which I don't want to ruin for anybody. Yeah. But based off of the quality of Castle Freak, if the next property they hint at, they do go ahead and make, yeah. I will not be pleased. Um, okay. To say the least. <laughs> it's not reanimator, is it? I'm not spoiling anything. Oh. <laughs> but let's just say... You're not far wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't do Reanimator, please. Um, Leave Reanimator alone. It's... Oh, man. It was not great. I mean, there, there are elements there that are fun. Yeah. Um, there are, you know... Again, I give them credit for making an effort. 
How big a role did um, Barbara Crampton have in it? Um, she's just like an executive producer. She's not oh, actually, so she's not actually in the film. No. Right. And I thought it was written by... I'm sure when I was talking to her, she said that um, S. Craig Zala was writing it because he wrote The Puppet Master. Yeah, yeah. And the latest entry. Yeah. Um, which we both thought was fucking yeah, great. Yeah. So I was like, yes, let's have a fucking Craig S. Zala fucking brutal, horrible castle freak. Yeah, totally. But it's not. He had nothing to do with it, apparently. So I don't know if yeah. I just made that up or what. But, um, yeah. Oh man, it was so disappointing. Oh, that's a shame. <sighs> so that's the worst one for me. Yeah, fair play. So let's dip into our Instagram friends' Instagram choices. Filler. So uh, first up is Triangle Walking, yeah. uh, who coincidentally is also a DJ uh, out of a club called Hey Mary in Cardiff. Oh, this is Chris. And he goes by the name of Sissy Boy Tears. Yeah, Chris, is it? I don't know yeah. Chris personally. Hey, you, Chris. You're a friend, are you? Yeah. If it's yeah. I'm thinking of anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, no, he seems like a cool dude. Yeah, man. Um, I'm keen to check out one of his uh, party evenings. They sound like loads of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Chris is a great guy, yeah. If it's one thing yeah. of, yeah, definitely. Um, but he picked I Know Who Killed Me. Okay. Which I've never seen. Yeah, I've not seen that either. Um and I'm not entirely sure I've heard of either. So let's open up trusty IMDB. I know who killed me. Okay, so it's a two thousand. Ooh, it's got a fucking three point six. That's not a good start. No. A young woman who was missing reappears, but she claims to be someone else entirely. Hmm. It's got Lindsay Lohan in it. Oh, okay. That's uh, yeah. not a good thing, is it? Mm. Uh, <laughs> one out of ten, horrible. <laughs> yes, doesn't sound like it's very good. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty solid choice. Yeah, yeah. sounds like something we cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, next up is one that I think we'll both disagree with somewhat. Uh, Nine Seven Six Evil has chosen Doom Asylum. Right. I know these things are completely subjective. Yeah, and it's all based on your personal opinion. But I'm sorry, ma'am, you're wrong. <laughs> your opinion is wrong. I'm sorry. Um, I think Doom Asylum is one of those films where it is definitely going to be hit or miss. Yeah. yeah. Either yeah. people are going to be behind it or they are going to fucking hate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, personally, I think we were lucky enough because a couple of people I know have watched it. They've picked it up after... We were lucky enough to catch it at the Arrow Video all night or one yeah. year. We were in a cinema packed with other people mm. watching fucking schlocky movies yeah. and everybody's laughing and having a good time. Yeah. And it went down like oh, it was something yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It, went, it was a hit. Everybody yeah. was had a good time watching it. Yeah. But I've had a couple of people that have said that they've picked it up and watched it at home alone and it's yeah. just awful. Then in the same breath, like... We've watched films in that environment that have been awful, like yeah. um, Satan's Blade. Although I enjoyed it in that environment, if I watched it outside of that environment, I know I'd hate it. Yeah. And Edge of the, Edge of the Axe wasn't great. What was that fucking Dream Demon? Dream Demon. That was yeah. just the biggest pile of dog shit I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that was not uh, not one I had uh, much fondness for. No. So like, I think that Doom Asylum. 
although we did watch in that environment and obviously we enjoyed it in that environment, I feel like if me and you watched it together with a couple of beers, we'd still have a good time. Yeah. You know? I think it's definitely a very subjective film. Yeah. You need the right atmosphere, the right kind of people. Yeah. If you're going in expecting a Friday the 13th Halloween style <laughs> slash, then yeah. you're going to be greatly <laughs> disappointed. Yeah. But no, I had a lot uh, of fun with um, Doom Asylum. Yeah. Oh, it was definitely one of my uh, favourite, I think, of the films we watched yeah, during yeah. the all-nighters. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Instatai, who um, does a lot of... Go check out his Instagram page. He does a lot of uh, drawings, mm. uh, digital art. He does uh, a lot of streaming, if people are into the whole streaming thing, Twitch and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, he's lucky enough to have a PlayStation 5, so nice. I imagine he'll be showing off some nice fancy stuff for that. Yeah. Uh, but Ty picked Return the Living Dead 3, and he said, what a waste of a film for the franchise. Okay. Um, how familiar are you with the Return of the Living Dead franchise? I've seen a couple of them years and years ago. Um, I can't really remember much about the third one, if I'm honest, or even if I've seen it. I've definitely seen the first. You know, I've seen the main entries in the franchise, but not... Um, the third one is where uh, a military base brat, his girlfriend... Um, is a bit of a badass, yeah. bad influence. The dad works at the military base where they're testing the gas right. um, that reanimates the corpses. Yeah. And they break into the military complex. Oh, I say break in. They pinch a key card. She accidentally gets involved. They get. They both get involved in a motorcycle accident. She's not really with it, potentially dead. He reanimates the body. Yeah. Um, she comes back, but she's still somewhat... Um, still herself. She still remains yeah. control, essentially, of herself. Um, it's from what I gather, four and five are much, much worse entries into the franchise. <laughs> um, I think personally, I don't dislike three all that much. Yeah. Um, I think two is a little too similar to the first one. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a bit of a soft spot for the third one because it's just trashy. Mm. Um, but I do think Return of the Living Dead's a franchise that really has been handed like the shitty stick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I can get why people are not a big fan. Ah, oh, fair play. Yeah, like I say, man, I can't. I might have seen it, but it's not something I remember if I have. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, next up is Walking with the Night, who uh, suggested two entries: Jennifer's Body, right, and Cabin Fever. Okay. Have we seen either of those? Um, sorry, just looking to see if I had it. Um, <laughs> pretty sure I've seen Jennifer's Body. Yeah. But don't think I've seen Cabin Fever. Um, I've heard uh, of both again, of them, but. I don't mind either of those entries. Um, yeah. Jennifer's body, I think, is all right. Yeah. Um, cabin fever, the first one, the Eli Roth's cabin fever, was sort of all right. I think the trouble is my bar is very, yeah, very exactly. low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't even bring myself to say the Rat Man is an awful movie. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, so these things are sort of they're all right they're, yeah. they're not awful well, if your standards on the floor then you you it has to be something pretty spectacularly bad to exactly. be on the radar of bad you know what i mean 
Um, but yeah, I, yeah, they're interesting choices. I think for sure, I can see why people are not fans of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Madame Mim Tattoos, uh, who works out a raging swan tattoos in Cardiff. Yeah. Um, she picked Happy Death Day. I've, Have you seen Happy no, Death Day? No, but I've been tempted to watch the second one because I think I've seen like promo clips and stuff around the right. internet. I have, I've not seen either of them, but it's something that's been on my radar. Um, I think it's definitely worth watching them in order, one and two. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, I didn't mind either of them. <laughs> um, I think they suffer a little bit for being like PG-13 slasher movies. Ah, right, okay. So there's not a lot of blood and guts. You don't get yeah, to see yeah. a lot of yeah. um, goodies in there. Um, and the lead is very annoying. But yeah. I think that's kind of part of the film's sort of aims is you're supposed to not really like this girl. And then as she continually wakes up and dies and wakes up and dies, it's like Groundhog's Day, but she gets murdered every day. Okay. Um, as she continually does these things and you see her character sort of mature and develop so that she becomes a better person. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't mind those. I quite like those. Oh, okay. Cool. And, uh... Okay, let's move on to our choice cuts for 2020. <laughs> let's get into it. I think this is going to be more your choice cuts than mine. So <laughs> I'll let you I've go watched. first then. Um... What have you got, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Amaze me. What have you got? What so pick have you got? Not much at all. <laughs> I did watch one film out of 2020 that was a horror film. Um, I watched The Invisible Man. Nice, what'd you think? I really enjoyed it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Have you seen it? Yeah. What'd you make of it? I thought it was a solid effort. I thought yeah, it was yeah. a really interesting premise. Yeah. I thought they did the whole Invisible Man thing really well. Yeah, I like the way the, it was shot. Yeah, yeah, the whole domestic abuse angle mm. um, plays really well. I think it was creepy enough yeah. in places to like warrant being... Yeah, I, th- I like that it didn't rely on jump scares. Yeah. The whole atmosphere thing. I, yeah. I think a lot of the more hot modern horror films are leaning that way now, yeah, more yeah. towards building that uncomfortable yeah, atmosphere yeah. Yeah, totally. rather than just relying too heavily on the jump scares. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's a creepy one because it's more on the sort of home invasion angle than anything else. And I yeah. think that's what makes it sort of scary is the, the whole real world aspect of it, even though you're dealing with an invisible man. It's still that sort of the scare is the the home invasion rather than the rather than the man being invisible, you know? Yeah. What's that whole um is he there, isn't he there? Hmm. Where you've get usually you've got that home invasion slasher esque type thing where you sort of see the killer in the background. Yeah. Well, he could Can't. be in any scene. Yeah, yeah. You never, you never yeah, yeah. know if he's ever there. So you're sort of constantly on the lookout for mm. this guy, which makes you uneasy the entire film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah no, no, I like that. Solid film, yeah, definitely. And I did watch Doctor Sleep. Well, I say I watched oh, it. I fell asleep. Nice. I, I still haven't, haven't watched that yet. <laughs> I've not finished it yet. Right. Because I fell asleep. So, uh, but what from what I've seen, it's a good, it's a decent film. <laughs> And that's me done, uh, man. That's my choice cut. Your choice cuts. Yeah. Nice. 
Um, Doctor Sleep is like I got the director's cut year, which is best part like three hours I think, Oof. and I just can't find three hours to sit down and watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's the thing. I think I, we mentioned this before. Like you'll sort of see a three-hour-long film, and you're like, oh, I haven't got the time for that. But then I'll put on a TV show and watch that for four hours. <laughs> yeah, what well, was it? I was just sitting here thinking, well, hang on, I've been staying up playing Assassin's Creed to the early hours of the morning. If I just fucking stop that, I'd be away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, my my choice cuts then. Um, none of my films, coincidentally, are from 2020, but they are all films that I watched in 2020 um, for the first time. And there's some... Um, what's the... What's the uh, there's an absolute fucking stellar piece of filmmaking in one of my choices. Okay. The next is almost a grindhousey John Carpenter homage, mm. and the last one is trash <laughs> in the highest <laughs> order of trash, but in like yeah. the best possible fucking way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the first film on my choice cuts is I Saw the Devil from 2010. Okay. Which is a... Ooh, I think it's Korean? I'm fucking awful at this shit. Let me just Google it before I look like a fucking insensitive racist prick. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Korean Media Rating Board. Right. Okay, so I was, wasn't too far off Korean. Yeah. Um. And it's it is absolutely fucking savage. Yeah. Um, you've got the psychopath who likes to kill for pleasure, um, and he'll murder everything and anything. Women, children. He does not does not draw the line. He yeah. is fucking brutal. Mm. Um, but he makes the wrong choice one kill and murders a retired police chief's daughter. Yeah. Well, the retired police chief's daughter happened to be engaged to this total badass secret agent kind of guy think along the lines of taken okay right um but he's decided that he's gonna take this investigation on board and track this guy down Mm. except he's gonna track him down and he's gonna make the last several hours of his life a living fucking hell yeah it's like he captures the guy beats the absolute fucking shit out of him, yeah. leaves him for basically dead. The guy wakes up, he's all like, why the fuck am I still alive? Yeah. And there's a bundle of cash there for him to go on the fucking run, right? Yeah. So he's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here, Brian him out here, and he goes fucking legs it. But of course, he's a secret agent guy, so he's planted like a fucking tracker on him, so he's following him round, and then like when he's not expecting it, he's like attacking him or fucking him up some more. Yeah. And it's just, oh, it's fucking savage. Absolutely fucking brutal the whole way fucking through. Um, and it was incredible. Like, this yeah. film, it's one I've heard people talk about a lot. But it's one of those ones where people have spoken about it so much that I was like, oh, it's not going to be that good. Yeah, yeah, It's just, it's not going to be that good. Yeah, too much hype. Um, but when Arrow Video released the Veterans Trilogy, mm. which is um, Old Boy and the like, um... I watched those and was like, fuck, man, those are pretty fucking heavy movies. Yeah. And I looked for something similar to watch and people, everything pointed to I Saw the Devil. So I was like, do you know what? Fuck, I'm going to pull the trigger on it. Yeah. And it was incredible. Like, honest to fuck, one of my favorite movies, I think. It's in my top 10 easy. Wow. Um, Yeah, it it fucking blew my socks off. Sweet, man. Um, So my second choice cut, last time I checked, it's on Netflix. 
for anybody that's got Netflix, you can just fucking watch this thing. Um, it's called VFW, right? Which is a film by Joe Begos, mm. um, who also did Bliss, which I watched this year. So, both these films from the same director. I think he wrote both of them as well. Mm. Um, Bliss almost made the list, but Bliss is more. If I was to compare the two, Bliss is like his arty, you know, visionary. He's making a masterpiece here. You know, the light, the color palette, all this stuff is fucking beautiful. Whereas VFW is just literally a tribute to fucking scummy, grindhouse, (laughs) ass-kicking fucking movies. So with VFW, you've got these veterans at this VFW bar who end up, like, going all-out war with a bunch of fucking violent druggy punks yeah. when this young girl comes into the bar trying to hide from them. And, like, ah, oh, it's all neon fucking light. You've got all these old farts that are trying to fight these fucking hopped-up punks that are there with their spiky hair and their chains and the fucking all this stuff. Oh, it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> and it's so much fucking fun. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And gory as fuck. Um, yeah, I fucking loved it. Sweet man, I'll have to check that out. That was 2019. Right. Um, we're getting closer then. We are getting closer. <laughs> However, I'm going to take a step back. That's the closest <laughs> to 2020 I got. Okay. Um, the Barge People, 2018. Okay, so this one, um, I'd seen the poster around, mm-hmm. and I'll post it to our Instagram later. Yeah. And as soon as I saw the poster, I was like, i got to watch this fucking movie. This screams... <laughs> My kind yeah, of fucking yeah. movie. It's Griff. Got a good Griff um, all over it. <laughs> so I watched the trailer and the trailer. Yep, I was sold. I need to get my hands on this fucking movie. Yeah. Um, two sisters and their boyfriends go for like a relaxing weekend vacation on like a canal boat, mm. but they're completely unaware of like the flesh-eating fish mutants <laughs> lurking in the water. These are like Amazing. fish people, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Proper fucking. <laughs> Fish men, yeah, <laughs> they live in the fucking canals. They like pick people off, right? Nice. I mean, this thing is like, is the acting great? No. Nope. Is it all right? Yes, it's passable. It, it, it's enough to keep me fucking going. Yeah. Is the storyline any good? No. It's about fucking mutant fish people. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it's fucking fun. Yeah. Is it full of fucking blood and guts? Yes, it is. Has it got, like, fish people, like, dribbling water everywhere? Yes, it does. Has it got a weird backwards fucking pub? Yes, it has. It's oh, it's just so nice. much fucking fun. All the hallmarks of a classic, then, yeah? Exactly. It's one of those ones where, like, anybody that's watched it, the kind of people that are going to source this film out are the kind of people that like Doom Asylum, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're going to watch it, and they're going to fucking love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so much fucking fun. <sighs> I honestly was expecting a sack of shit. Yeah. But um, no, it was fucking great fun. Sweet, man. <clears throat> Those are our choice cuts for 2020. Yeah. Is there anything coming out in 2021 you're remotely excited about? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I've been so bad, like, just so, like, not asked about anything, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've not checked anything out. I can't remember any trailers I've seen recently that I'm remotely excited about. You know? I think at the moment, the memory jog. 
Yeah. The only thing I'm remotely excited about is Halloween because obviously they pushed that back. Oh uh, yeah. So that's going to be next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, provided you know, not everything goes back to a relatively normal state. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. No. Um. Yeah, just Halloween. I, I mean, I was looking forward to Castle Freak, but obviously, a little less so now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, man. Nothing like. It's just such a non-year, you know? Yeah, it's, it's almost like we've got nothing to talk about. Uh, exactly, because we've just been <laughs> staying indoors, doing fuck all for doing a year. Yeah. Yes, it, it'll be better next year. 2021 holds a lot of promise, <laughs> including our tangent, which are tickets are already paid yes. for. Yes, true, 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 true. With the locust, locust return to our tangent. Hopefully, so. he'll be fucking tits. Yeah, man. Yeah. Keep our fingers crossed. There we are. That was our choice cuts. Uh, Feel free to follow us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. All the details to follow in our magic bumper that we, like, recorded last time on a whim. Yeah. It worked Um, out quite well, I think. Yeah. Um, Follow us on Instagram for more useful shit. I think I'll try and... Take this opportunity to apologize for the crap I've been this year. (laughs) <laughs> Next year, I will watch more and listen to more and play more games and have lots to talk about on this exact date in 2021. <laughs> 2021, if nothing else. Uh, oh, yeah, plans. We were planning on the Shudder thing. Yes. So, again, yeah. in an effort to sort of engage with people, what we're going to do, we're both going to pick three films each off Shudder um, and we're going to put them to the vote. So, what we're going to do, we're both going to pick three films each and then they're going to go head-to-head, our choices. Yeah. And eventually we're going to end up with three movies to watch, which we'll do episodes on. Um, feel free to join us on Instagram to recommend movies. I'll put up a little post mm. where you can suggest stuff for us to watch. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately vote on which one you want us to cover. Um, that's something exciting to look forward to, I think. There's some interesting stuff on Shudder. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, definitely. Um, that's actually, again, quickly fit this in. Yeah. Uh, one of my choices I completely forgot I fucking watched. Uh, honorable mention to TV Creep Show series, which is on Shudder. Oh, that nice. was lots of fun. Yeah. Oh, nice man, yeah. Um, and yeah, if you're going to subscribe to Shudder, then check it out. It's on there. So, bumper. Bumper. Bumper demo take one. That's the actual bumper, man. I'm going to use this. <laughs> <laughs> So the episode is about finished, and uh, you're wondering what to do yourself. Well, you should come over and check us out on Instagram, because that's where all the cool cast hang out. Uh, find us at Groovy Ghoulies Podcast. That's at G-R-O-O-V-Y-G-H-O-U-L-I-E-S Podcast. I'm not going to spell podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I post, like, films and shit, and you can, like, answer our questions and possibly be in our episodes yes. for our Instagram to fill a bit. Yes. We don't have a Facebook anymore, which is no why Facebook, we've got a new bumper. No Twitter, because that's for losers. The real cool kids are all hanging out on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. We don't do any other social medias, really. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, 
yeah, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be like New Year. We'll be in 2021. Uh, will we? Yes, we will, yeah. Because I'm editing this Sunday. Like... And yeah, that's Friday. Is yeah, it? 30th tomorrow, 31st on Thursday. New Year's Day on Friday. So it'll be the third by the time I edit this and get it out. Yeah. So it'll be out in the new year. The new yes. year. First episode of first 2021. Episode Starting off on a high. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Yeah.